Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. Welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast, Eve Guzman. And this week we're going to be talking about mistakes that I see with women who have fitness and health goals. And so I want to share with you guys some conversations that I've been having with people. So you guys know that I'm a macro coach. I also run a macro certification for coaches but I started off in the coaching space, mostly coaching women. And I mean a lot of women. To date, we have coached almost 3,000 women um, in some capacity, whether it's been a group coaching program, one-on-one -on -one with us, or even a membership. And when I first started coaching, I was doing more habit-based coaching. Habit-based coaching in 2014, and then I slowly moved into macro coaching about mid-2015, where I really started doing that exclusively. And during this time, you guys, I started with Herbalife, and I ran these five-day challenges. And these five-day challenges were not something that I did to make money. So if you guys are a fitness coach and you're listening... And you're like, ooh, tell me about these five-day challenges because I did five-day challenges, you guys, with like almost 700 women, almost 700 women. And it was more habit-based coaching. I didn't make a lot of money. We were basically making about $2 um, per client. So this whole span of me using this as a way to get people to trust me, learn more about me, get an intro to nutrition and fitness, this whole time, you guys, I only made like $1,400, but I did a lot of work. And I ran these five-day challenges every single day. And it helped me to really meet women who felt like they were stuck and or did not know where to start. And amongst that time of having like 700 conversations and small group coaching with these women, I found a lot of things to be true that were shocking to me. And the reason why I'm bringing up this podcast after years ago, when that was the situation um, that I was walking into, I was refreshed with this situation again recently when I was having the same conversations with women. Now, 80% of my conversations are with coaches, but I also do run um, the Macro Makeover program, which is our self-paced nutrition program for women that want to learn things all about macros. I teach macros in a day. I do my own workshops in person for women over 35, and I get asked to do workshops. And most recently, I was having the same conversations in 2024 that I was having 10 years ago with conversations of women in 2014 about being stuck and not knowing where to start. And some of the things that I found were in a way a little alarming because it had been 10 years of growth, but also a great reminder that at the heart of everything that I have done and we're helping coaches with in macro mentorship, 
we're habit-based coaches. And I wanted to take you guys through these conversations and some of the things that I focused on in these five-day challenges, which built my business that a lot of women need. But if you're listening and you're a man, this also applies for you or your men clients. But um, most of these conversations took place with women. So when I ran these five-day challenges, we focused on five things. There was basically one habit that we would focus on every single day, and they ended up being protein and water and uh, rest and then movement and then weight training. Those were the things that we were focusing on every single day. And those are really the pillars of like great health. It's also the pillars that a lot of us teach as coaches for our nutrition and fitness coaching clients. And 10 years ago, those things were important for me to teach upon before we moved people into macro tracking. But also, you guys, these conversations just came up again recently. And as someone that coaches nutrition and fitness, you guys really need to dive into these topics more. But if you're also feeling struck in your nutrition and fitness, you should definitely listen up because these are probably things that you guys should be focusing on. So we mostly um, at Macro, you work with women that are 35 plus and their goals are typically fat loss, weight loss, body confidence, um, energy, and just being healthy. Those are the things. And I've noticed as women have gotten older, meaning we're more mature past the age of 35, um, just feeling good is like a big thing. So I had conversations with people who wanted to feel good, but didn't know where to start. And these were the some of the things that we talked about. We discussed protein. Protein was one of those pillars that I was teaching on um, in 2014 in my small group coaching. And a lot of women were unaware of how much protein to eat, number one, and then great protein sources. And we talked about the importance of protein and what it meant. So things to definitely be reviewing with you guys, protein will not make you fat, protein will not make you bulky, and protein plus weight training is not going to make you look like a man if you're a woman, a woman and you don't want to. And 10 years ago, I thought, okay, we're just introducing this and we're kind of settling these like rumors that were untrue. But there are a lot of women that still think protein is going to make them fat and overweight. So let's get to the actual facts. Facts. So when someone is eating a moderate protein diet, those people are more likely to not be overweight. And that's because protein is a very satiating macro and it also helps to raise our metabolic rate. And when we are consuming, consuming a moderate intake for a protein diet, a lot of us tend to snack less. We're not overeating as much. And when we focus on the macro of protein being a little bit higher, our intake naturally for carbs and fat starts to drop. Um, it raises our metabolic rate so we can burn more calories at rest when we eat more protein on a regular basis it's easier to maintain our weight and then you kind of have like the whole shebang when you pair 
protein with weight training. And that will help us to create muscle, which will make us look better, make us look smaller. We'll also get stronger. Our muscle mass goes up, which means our body fat percentage um, goes down. And then again, it's going to be easier to maintain weight if you're lifting. A lot of women still don't know the traditional sources of protein. So if you're a coach, we've got to talk about it more. If you are an everyday person listening to this podcast and you're wanting to know what your protein sources should be, there are going to be things like Greek yogurt and eggs, whole eggs, egg whites, chicken, beef, tuna, fish, bison, pork, all the things, whey protein. Be, a lot of beginners think that we only should be consuming whey protein for our protein intake, and that's not true. And if you're doing your first like diet with macro tracking, you can still eat your traditional protein sources, but there are a lot of everyday people that still don't understand that nuts and peanut butter are not sources of protein, and that all bars labeled protein bars aren't necessarily high in protein, and they might be a snack bar that only has like seven or maybe at best 10 grams of protein. Cheese is a not, it isn't a source that's high in protein because it almost has equal amounts of fat in some cases. So there's a lot of people out there, you guys, that still don't know what protein sources to eat. When we're saying, hey, eat more protein and eat protein at every meal, which is my advice, and at least the size of your palm, there's a lot of people that still don't know about protein intake. Um, number two is going to be going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom is an indicator of health in both men and women. And in these recent conversations I had that were still reflective of 10 years ago, um, people are not going to the bathroom every day. I had a conversation with women where they were mentioning they go to the bathroom every four to five days. And so ultimately, if you think about it, they're only going to the bathroom five to seven times in a month, five to seven times in a month. We should be going to the bathroom at least once a day. Um, definitely look at the Bristol stool chart. If you're like, I go five times a day, you've got to be aware of like, what is the consistency, which is reflective also of your gut health. If you're someone going multiple times a day. And I was shocked to hear that there are still people that are struggling with regularity and are struggling to have bowel movements. People that have bowel movements every day, you guys, are detoxing their system. They have more energy. They have better gut health. They also have less issues when it comes to certain types of foods, them being more sensitive to, but you should be going to the bathroom every day. And if you're not going to the bathroom every day, it might be indicative of three other things which are really crucial to getting you unstuck, whether you're a man or woman. So if you're not going to the bathroom every day, and I'm clearly like needing number twos if you haven't figured it out yet. Your water consumption might be too low, your fiber might be too low, and you might not be getting enough movement. And I know it just sounds like, oh, isn't it kind of like better not to go? Absolutely not. But if you are having trouble having a bowel movement, try uh, consuming 
half your weight in ounces of water every single day. Start tracking your food to check your fiber count. I see a lot of people jumping like automatically to a fiber supplement. Nope, let's reverse out the processed foods. Let's add in some more whole food sources. And if you're having trouble going to the bathroom and you are you are new to tracking macros and you're making a switch from processed foods, I would make the goal 15 grams of fiber per day. I know there are some people listening and they're freaking out, but like if you are new to fitness and you're making changes and you don't know where to start, and you're really um, confused and overwhelmed, more than likely, like your fiber may already be low. Let's start at 15 grams and then get to 25 grams or higher for women or 35 grams or higher for men. So water, we got the fiber and then movement. There are a lot of people that don't go to the bathroom regularly because their step count is too low. I would recommend that you look at your step count and see where it is and make your first goal to make that step count 20% higher. So if you're only getting 2000 steps a day, you guys, which is very low and I'll discuss that in a minute, I would be looking to get your step count from like 24 up to 2400 or 2,600 steps. You will have more mobility in your gut if you're actually movement. When we're stagnant overall, our organs are also stagnant. We're not getting as much circulation. And people who sit more throughout the day have also been known to have less bowel movements. It's important to make sure we're getting, getting all of those toxins out of our body every single day because it may be one of the things that are holding you back. All right, so we've covered protein and we have covered um, bowel movements or going to bathroom as number two. And the kind of those sub lessons of things that people are still struggling with is eating enough fiber, drinking enough water, which is one of the huge pillars I was teaching 10 years ago, and then getting in more movement. And so pairing the protein with that definitely moving towards more ultimate health. All right. One of the things that I recently discovered or discussed outside of not knowing what to eat for protein, not eating enough protein, not having bowel movements were people skipping breakfast. Okay. So breakfast isn't necessarily the most important meal of the day, but it is more of an indicator of like metabolic health and adherence if you are trying to stick to a healthier eating plan because you have some goals really going on for you. But research has shown that people will eat less calories throughout the day when they are a breakfast eater versus a non-breakfast eater. So your very first meal of the day, breakfast, means you're breaking a fast. And when you break the fast, you're almost turning the key to your uh, metabolic rate and you're cranking it up in the morning. People that eat breakfast also typically have a higher metabolic rate. So if you're not eating breakfast till 10, you're not eating breakfast till 12 or one, um, you may be someone where it takes a little bit longer to rev everything up in the day because you're not consuming breakfast. When I recently had conversations about skipping breakfast, a lot of women, they were telling me 
that they were eating at 12 o'clock, they were eating at one o'clock. And I was shocked because they were also telling me that they weren't hungry in the morning and they were exhausted in the afternoon. So let's package, let's kind of like, you know, package this. Um, and so when you get in the habit of not routinely eating breakfast, you are training your body to not desire breakfast. Um, so kind of think about it like this. If my body knows that me, Eve, is not going to get breakfast till 12 o'clock, my mind is telling my body, hey guys, chill out. Eve's not even going to feed us. So we need to make do and be patient until the time comes that she is eating. And what happens with that is our metabolic rate slows because our body is deciding to make do with what we have and stretch it out and send um, more signals to not be hungry because we're training our body to not be hungry. Hungry. We're actually um, messing up our leptin and ghrelin levels and we're training our body not to eat. And when we're training our body not to eat, when we wake up in the morning and we don't have hunger anymore, our body is not asking for food. It's not reminding us. And then we get to parts of the day where we, we may become ravenous because we're not eating anything. You guys not being hungry in the morning within like an hour-ish, hour and a half of waking is actually not normal. And that's because you're not eating. And so your metabolic rate will be higher. You'll probably not go over macros or calories um, as intended when we have breakfast in the morning. A lot of these women were also telling me they were exhausted come afternoon. Think about how many calories you burn by two o'clock if you're first meal of the day ends up being at 12, like only one or two hours before. Like we're, we're literally running negative all day on calories. And by the time that we eat, we may still be negative and that can be um, a huge source of burnout. Women were also not only just telling me that they're not hungry in the morning, they're not having breakfast at 12, and that they're feeling like they're crashing and just com have completely no energy by 2 or 3 p.m., were also telling me that the first meal of the day was caffeine and like all carbs. And so like their first meal might end up being at 12, you know, or 12 or 1 o'clock was a muffin and then a coffee. And so when you don't have a balanced meal where you're having your protein, carbs, and fats, that can lead to energy crashes in the afternoon. So topics we were talking about were like protein, not going, not going to the bathroom, and then not having breakfast and not feeling, having energy, any energy in the afternoon. These women were also saying that energy was so low throughout the day that they didn't want to work out. They didn't even like think about going on a walk because they had absolutely um, no energy. And so if you are someone who is struggling on your program and you're not eating into the after, well into the afternoon um, and you just don't even have the workouts that your coach is telling you to do or your friends are doing or that you're trying to sign up for group coaching classes, like all of these things are creating a ricochet effect. And it's hard to have energy if we're not providing our body with energy. And especially if we're not having balanced meals that have protein, 
carbs and fats in them. And if you're someone that's not tracking macros, that's probably going to mean that about half of your plate is going to be vegetables and or fruit. A quarter of your place is going to be some type of carb. It can be starchy. Um, it can be complex. It can be simple. It can be rice. It can be potatoes. And then a fourth of your plate is protein. When we are consuming meals that are really heavy on one macro, um, we tend to have lower energy sources for us to be able to function and feel good. And so what we're eating and when we're eating can be really crucial when we are people that are stuck and are not seeing progress because like those things are major for us. So we've covered protein. Um, we've covered uh, number twos. We've covered water. We covered fiber. We covered energy, skipping breakfast and not being hungry. Like these are some of the most common complaints for women. But when we look at the heart of where macro coaching came from, and habit-based stuff, like these are fundamentals that a lot of people aren't looking at. A lot of people will think about protein and fiber and energy and the times of day that I'm eating as things that just seem too simple. And people are asking for more quick fixes and are wanting to drink um, things that have, uh, or not drink, but consume supplements that have thermogenics, having fat burners, having um, just quick fixes all around, or going the way to lose weight is to just focus on one macro and I'm going to do smoothies and I'm going to eat all plant-based things or just looking for other types of quick fixes when the heart of a lot of the things that we need to make progress are just super simple. So if you are a coach and you're constantly talking about protein and movement and lifting weights and fiber and water and they're not sexy, this is normal, but it's the basics that a lot of our clients need and that a lot of people don't know that they need because we're just marketed to do all of these crazy diets um, and like dieting, it, it doesn't work unless it's hard. And what I mean when I say that is that some people think dieting should be painful. It's not about the basics that I just mentioned. And they're like, I have to clean out all of my you know, stuff in my kitchen cabinet to be able to make a huge sacrifice to go in and do things that are just like ultimately outside of what I would typically do to lose weight. That's kind of one route people go or like two, they're looking for the quick fix. But um, it was definitely shocking, you know, 10 years later to have these same conversations where people are taking the basics for granted and don't understand that these are the things that are going to one, get them started to get them to um, a place of maintenance and will be the foundation for them to have longevity and like all of the things that they have been working towards. Um, so these conversations, you guys, were just shocking to me that so many women are now just craving energy and craving um, just feeling good and weight loss and fat loss and muscle building is now off the table. And that's because a lot of people are just lacking the foundations when it comes to food and micronutrients, water, 
fiber and food timing that they think weight loss isn't possible for me. Building muscle isn't possible for me because I just feel so unwell in my body. I'm not going to the bathroom. I'm relying on energy drinks to get me through the afternoon. And then I just feel crappy when I eat everything. Like you guys, it's so shocking to know that some of this stuff um, still needs a focus. It still needs an emphasis. And that, you know, the coaches out here that are talking about like whole foods, like being the foundation of what they want for their clients to come to when it comes down to nutrition, like just, I mean, crazy. It's just, it's very, very shocking that a lot of the basic stuffs were, were definitely like still, you know, overlooking. Um, so if this is a lesson to you, things you guys should definitely be encouraging in, or sorry, including in your journey as you are trying to get to like that next stage of like ultimate health and fitness are going to be protein. It's going to be fiber and water and making sure you're going to the bathroom and eating breakfast and having well-balanced meals so that you can show up for yourself. So when people are talking about nutrition being 80% of it, it definitely is. And definitely don't take these basics for granted. If you are someone that is newer to macro, tracking and you're interested in learning more about tracking and more about protein, carbs, and fats, definitely head to the show notes and get your copy of our How to Track Macros guide so that you can start implementing things to make sure that you are focusing on both the quality and quantity of what you're consuming in your daily diet. Thanks again for you guys for, with for thanks again guys for popping into the Macros for Life podcast. Make sure you guys share, tag us on social media, and then let us know how we're doing by shooting a message over to us on our Instagram page. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.